It's happening. A Good Feeling Dog Training is launching online dog training courses. If you're too busy to attend a group class, if you live out of my service range, if you need a reminder of what you should be doing with your dogs, online dog training courses are the option for you. I am super excited that two online dog training courses will be dropping June of 2019. If you'd like to get on the wait list, head over to agfdogtraining.com for future updates. Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome back to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so happy to have you. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. Um, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, go ahead and do that at a good feeling underscore NCO. I post weekly polls with um, topics for the podcast. So if you have something you want to hear about, you can check it out in my Insta stories and vote. Um, thank you to everyone who voted for this episode. Um, I'm going to talk about raw feeding and how I do it for my dogs, but before we jump into today's episode, just a reminder, um, if you like the podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that that helps more people see it and I can kind of get bumped up in the viewing. And if you haven't already hit subscribe, be sure to do so so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. So um, my husband and I took a weekend away with the dogs. If you follow us on Instagram, you know we went to Crestone, Colorado, and it was absolutely beautiful. We had such a good time. The dogs came. We went hiking. We did hot springs. It was super relaxing. Um, it was my 31st birthday. So yeah, we had a super good time, but it feels good to be back home, kind of back in the swing of things. So let's talk about raw feeding for dogs. Um, my objective isn't really to convince you to feed your dog raw. My intention is really just to kind of give you some perspective on how it may be possible for you and for your dogs, maybe why, maybe how. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my objective. Um, and remember, you know, each dog is an individual, so just because I think that raw feeding is what's best for my dog, that doesn't necessarily mean that raw is the best for your dog. So yeah, if you can kind of just go into this with an open mind, I think that's probably best. If you already feed raw, hopefully I can give you some good ideas of maybe how you can kind of improve your raw game. So um, let's talk about why I feed raw. Um, I don't do it because it's easy. Um, if you know me already, you know that I am not a meat eater. So touching and prepping meat is definitely not my favorite thing. Um, I did a lot of dry heaving in the early days of raw feeding. I'm doing much better with that now. But um, I feed raw because I truly believe it is the most species appropriate diet that I can feed. Um, dogs are omnivores, right? So they need a mainly meat-based diet, but they also need some vegetables thrown in. 
Um, if you're listening and you have a cat, do remember that cats are true carnivores. So cats do not need supplemental vegetables like dogs do. So I think that's a good distinction to make. Um, but yeah, I think that feeding real whole food is better for every creature than processed food. And, you know, I think the more research and data that's released on the correlation between, um, you know, diets and dogs and some ailments, cancer and stuff like that, I think that the evidence is pretty compelling, right? Um, and I don't trust the pet food industry, honestly, right? Like, whatever meat they're getting away with putting in kibble, not good. Um, if you haven't already watched, um, there's a documentary on Netflix called Pet Fooled. Um, it's really informative, right? And it kind of goes into the not so great side of what dog food companies can get away with putting in their dog food. So I think that that's good perspective. I'm not trying to say that kibble is the worst food you could feed your dog because I recognize that kibble is very convenient for most people. But I think that adding real food to the kibble bowl is really, really important. Um, if you're not already familiar with Rodney Habib, um, I suggest you check him out. He's got a couple of awesome TED Talks. Um, I'll include a link in the show notes to his website so you can check it out. But um, he did a study. Well, I don't know if he did the study, but there was a study that he talks about that adding leafy greens to a bowl of dry kibble can decrease a dog's chance of cancer by 90%. I'll include a link to that reference in the show notes so you can kind of check it out for yourself. But I think that that speaks pretty loudly about how important real food is in a dog's diet. And honestly, like I'm seriously doing my best to eat more real whole food. So I'm obviously doing that for my dogs too. Um, my dogs are athletes through and through, right? Competing in agility, hiking and swimming. And I really want to make sure that they're getting a quality diet. And in my opinion, kibble is not sufficient in that department, right? Again, I'm not here to convince you to feed raw. This is just my perspective and my opinion, but I think that a raw food diet is the most species appropriate diet. So that's why I feed raw. Okay, that's kind of my perspective on the whole thing. So let's talk about how I feed raw. So I do um, homemade raw food, meaning that I buy all the ingredients and prep it. Um, I do meal prep once a month. I actually have enough containers that last me like six weeks. So I do it like every other month, the meal prep. Um, it's definitely labor intensive. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I did a time-lapse photo. I guess this is a video of raw food prep. It's pretty funny. Um, it took me like two hours and the video is like 60 seconds long. I wish it was that easy. But yeah, no, I, I devote the time um, because that's the most cost-effective way for me to feed raw. Um, so like I said, I have like a bunch of Tupperware containers. I buy all of the meat and I put everything in the containers and then we have a freezer. Um, a freezer is a big freezer is pretty important if you're going to feed raw. And then I just take the um, food containers out and have them dethawed and ready for daily feeding. Um, I follow the 80-10-10 model. So that means 80% muscle meat, 80% organs, and 
um, I'm sorry, 10% organ and 10% bone. Um, that's not an exact science, but that's always the proportions that I'm aiming for. Um, my dogs don't have any food allergies, so I can get away with a lot of variety. Um, so, you know, this time when I prepped raw food, um, I bought most of the meat at Costco. And then there's also a H Mart, which is like an Asian grocery store that I get a lot of like the um, the bone and the organs and stuff from. So that's usually where I get most of my meat products. Um, I think that you can get creative if there's like a local butcher in your area. Maybe that's a better option than the Costco food, um, the Costco meat. Um, it's the most cost effective, but I will say that I do supplement with more um, fruits and vegetables, knowing that the quality of my meat probably isn't the best. Um, if I was feeding organic free range meat products, I probably wouldn't supplement as much as I do. Um, but yeah, I am taking into account that the, the meat that they are getting probably is lacking in some of the nutrients that, you know, an animal that was living organically probably would have. So this time I, I, I can pretty consistently do chicken, um, chicken legs, chicken wings. So I'm getting the muscle meat and the bone in that context. Um, my dogs are happy to eat through like big crunchy bones. Um, some dogs are not. So grinding um, your bone may be your option for your dog. It's, it's super dog dependent, um, but I'm lucky I can get away with feeding my dogs just, you know, old chicken wings. They're super into it. If you follow us on Instagram, I post almost every day videos of my dogs eating raw food. Um, I'm sure you probably found it gross at first, but I find it pretty satisfying because they love it. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, so I usually do chicken. I usually do beef. I usually get ground beef because that's the most cost effective. This time I did brisket. What else did I get? I did turkey gizzards, chicken hearts, tilapia mussels are like a superfood for dogs so I always put mussels in there too um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some protein protein source oh pork ribs I did that too so yeah you know I can get away with a variety of protein sources um, if you have a dog who has food allergies um, and you're not exactly sure what they're allergic to I don't suggest doing a combination of protein sources I suggest doing like individualized protein sources to kind of see what their reaction is so kind of by process of elimination you can determine maybe what they're allergic to so yeah so I prep all of that and then I do um, it's pretty much like a smoothie for the dogs that I supplement with you know fruits and vegetables and um, other good stuff so um, I actually did a blog post about how I do raw feeding and there's like an ingredient list for, you know, the meat part and then there's an ingredient, li ingredient list for the smoothie that I make too. So I'll include a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out just a little bit more in depth. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I do the meal prep on my own. Um, like I said, it's not it's not super easy, but you know, two hours every other month, it's it's not that hard. And usually, price point wise, I'm looking at like 
I, I try not to buy meat that's over $3 a pound, um, you know, with the exception of like sometimes I'll throw in like oxtail is usually a little bit more expensive, but that's, you know, super nutrient dense. So I usually buy that. Um, but yeah, so I usually am feeding the dogs for six weeks. Um, each meal I'm usually looking at like a couple bucks per dog. So that's pretty good margins. Um, that's actually less than what I was paying when I was feeding like top of the line kibble. So, you know, just kind of give you some perspective on the price point there. Um, if you didn't want to do like a, a homemade like raw food like I do, there are plenty of prepackaged raw meals on the market that you can buy that come in like patty form. So it can be much more convenient than the way I do it. It's just that the price point is a little bit higher on that. So, you know, you just have to decide what works for you. Um, if you're feeding kibble and you would like to maybe transition a little bit to raw, I think that you could do one raw meal a day, one kibble meal a day. I think that that's an easy way that works for a lot of people. Um, if you don't want to stop feeding kibble, but maybe you'd like to add some more real food into your dog's diet, I think that that's super easy too. Eggs are a super addition, easy addition to a bowl of kibble. Um, if you're more comfortable, you can cook the egg, but you don't have to. You could just feed it raw. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously no chocolate, raisins, or grapes for dogs. But outside of that, the sky is really the limit. So um, I think, you know, if you have something that maybe you're not going to eat before it goes bad, put it in the dog food bowl. Most dogs are usually pretty stoked to have some real food in their bowl of kibble. Um, I think another nice addition to just a bowl of kibble would be raw goat's milk. Um, raw goat's milk is super nutrient dense and that would be an easy thing just to like, you know, pour some of that over the kibble bowl. So I think what it really boils down to is the more real whole food you can be putting in your dog's diet, the better. Even if kibble is the base of that diet, right? Um, in my opinion, all kibble is created pretty equal. I mean, yes, you know, the Purina dog chow is probably lower quality than something like Origin or Akana, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's still a processed food. So um, there's also some air dried food on the market that I think is great. Um, Zeewee Peak comes to mind, um, real meat makes like a, a air-dried dog food. And the reason that the air-dried is better is because they're not cooking out any of the nutrients like, you know, the, the kibble would be. Um, so I think that that's another option. Um, again, the price point is higher on those. So that's something to consider. You know, you just got to do the math and figure out what, what works best for you. But there's a lot of options, you know, like you don't have to do it the way that I do. But, you know, I have the time. I have the luxury of time. So meal prepping is really just kind of I just built it into my life. Um, I think something else to note on, you know, the whole real food movement would be that ultimately, you know, we are all what we eat. And in my experience, a dog who eats a raw food diet has less ailment and you're spending less money at the vet, right? So Tiva is almost 12 and she is in insanely good health. And that is 
in large part due to the raw food diet that she eats. Um, her teeth are like sparkling white. And every time we're at the vet, the vet always asks me like, how old is she again? And I'm like, oh, you know, she's 11 going on 12. She's like, how are her teeth this clean? I'm like, it's because she eats a raw food diet. Eating and chewing on bones, all that stuff is great for teeth health, right? So that's another benefit to raw feeding. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I do raw feeding. I think that there's lots of ways. Um, there's some super great accounts on Instagram that do homemade raw food that I love following. Um, like I said, I'm constantly posting pictures of, of the raw food that, that I'm feeding my dogs. And it's kind of a fun journey. Like I really enjoy the process of like, you know, balancing the meal. Um, I think that's another really good point is that you got to make sure that if you're doing like homemade raw meals, they have to be balanced, right? Like you can't just give your dog ground beef every day. That's not the way that it works, right? Like they need the nutrients from organ meat and from bone. Like that's all super important. So, you know, good stuff to think about. Um, I get a lot of questions about like salmonella and pathogens and stuff that way. And in my experience, it's really more dangerous for the human than it is for the dog. Um, remember that dogs are <laughs> scavengers and their guts are designed to digest um, and deal with raw food, right? Like they're literally genetically designed for that, right? So don't be too worried about your dogs getting salmonella or something like that. Not that it's not possible, but it's way less likely than you getting it. So you definitely have to use safe handling procedures, right? Um, I wear gloves. I bleach everything after I'm done. Um, so I make sure everything is clean. When I feed the dogs, I obviously wash the bowl every day. And then when I feed my dogs, I have little mats that I put their food bowl on so that if, you know, some of the raw food comes out of the bowl, then I can just wash the mat really easily. And two, you know, when it's nice out, I think you can just feed your dog outside. So yeah, you definitely have to use safe handling procedures when you're dealing with raw meat, but I have never gotten salmonella poisoning. I have been feeding raw for, let's see here. Well, Waylon's been eating raw his whole life. And I think I transitioned to full-time raw probably like six years ago. So yeah, you know, I haven't been doing it for too long, but six years is a pretty good amount of time. Um, I'm really lucky that I have a lot of really great resources in my dog community for raw feeding. Um, a really good friend gave me a book. It's called Raw and Natural Nutrition by Lou Olson. It is a wonderful read and it really gave me the confidence to like full on feed raw. Like I felt like I was going to be able to balance the meals and do it right. So I'll include a link to that book in the show notes. You can check it out because I think it's really good um, reading material. Um, if you don't already follow Karen Becker on Facebook or Instagram, um, she's a veterinarian who's a huge proponent for raw feeding, and she posts all kinds of good information, too, about raw feeding. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, too, just so, you know, you don't have to take my word for it, right? <laughs> I want you to kind of do your research and kind of figure it out. But, that, again, this is my perspective. So, um, a lot of times people ask me, like, is raw food right for every dog? 
I don't think that raw food is right for every single dog. I think that, you know, if a dog has a compromised immune system, maybe their guts and their system isn't ready for raw food. Um, I know some dogs that just aren't super into eating raw food. Um, Gigi, I'm thinking about you, girl. Um, but yeah, so, you know, raw food isn't right for every single dog, but I think if you're still feeding real whole food, that's what really matters, okay? Um, if you're going to transition to raw food, I would do it slowly. Um, don't just go like kibble to raw food right away. So if you're going to transition from kibble to raw food, I would do, you know, like three quarters kibble, a quarter raw food, and then slowly but surely start to change those measurements until you're full-time raw. Um, if your dog starts to have loose stool um, or diarrhea, then maybe I would back off on the raw food. But in my experience, if dogs start to have loose stool or diarrhea, they're either getting overfed or there's not enough bone content in the raw food. So that's definitely something to look for. Um, and that's definitely something that I notice in my dogs. Like sometimes they need more bone content in the raw meals to firm up their stool. So yeah, that's definitely something to consider too. Um, just a fair warning that most veterinarians are not propon proponents of raw food. I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but you know, that's something that you have to consider. My vet thinks that Royal Canin is the best thing to feed the dogs and I absolutely disagree. So I don't take her word for it, but that's something, you know, to consider. And obviously if you trust your vet veterinarian's opinion, then do that by all means. But from where I sit, a processed food can never give a creature the same nutrient content that real whole food could. So there you have it. That's kind of my perspective on raw feeding. That's how I do it. That's why I do it. Um, if you have any questions about raw feeding, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. You can send me a DM or you feel free to send me a message on Facebook. I'm happy to kind of share my information, um, you know, and kind of what I know about raw feeding. Um, remember, if you like this episode, leave a review. That would be fabulous. Um, and then keep an eye out for those Instagram polls for the next episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co you can also find us on facebook at a good feeling dog training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com